Welcome to Do A Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. Thank you for what you do. Father, we say let your name be glorified in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, as we go into your word, Father, Lord, we pray that you will honor yourself again. Thank you, blessed Father. In Jesus' precious name, we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank, um, thank you, God bless us all in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, we are grateful for Sunday school and what God is doing through them. Um, you know, God is helping us to build more as more we have more it needs more hands. And so uh, by God's grace, you know, one of the things that hopefully we'll be able to catch up with is to kind of see how we can um, because you know maybe if I walk or for some other reasons I uh, might not um, might not be able to to make it down to church um, and I think one of the things that we are hoping to do by God's grace is to find a way to support kids that cannot make it to church because of work or whatever it is and things like that um, but you know just bear with us we're building building the capacity as it goes along um you know and i see the work that the teachers put in because um i see the slides even before they do the teaching um, and people walk at times overnight to prepare slides for the children and making sure that it is up to standard and you know the word of god is they are taught the word of god at your young age at at the appropriate level if that makes sense so um so you know it's i just want to let you know that you know most of these are the teach that you know there is a good chat where they post it and we all go through it it is going through comments i made about it the syllabus was made you know i sat down with them they made the syllabus we had go through the syllabus we had a target of what we want them to achieve what we are you know and things like that and I think you know it's it's important. But please bear with us if your child misses one Sunday or another. We are still trying to do our best to see how we can cover the ground and things like that. But we thank God for where we are now and um, where God will, will take us to. And we thank God for the lives of every single child. Um, God will continually empower us all in the name of Jesus Amen. Christ. So, um, of course, there will be, like they said, there will be the PT meeting basically to give feedback to parents about how what they've observed and things like that. So, that will probably be via Zoom. So, a Zoom link will be created for a particular family and you will get a feedback on it. Um, so, yeah, so that is, you know, like I said, it's always amazing. I've seen parents who told me that like their kids in school are preaching the gospel to their friends in class. You know, but yeah. if you teach them how to go about it, then they can. You get what I'm trying to say? And it is in, it is in that environment where they can ask questions, you know, ask questions and assimilate even in their own level. Um, God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. We are, we are looking at a particular topic even as we go into the second week as we look at the topic around serving, 
serving God and serving, serving in the fear of the Lord. Serving in the fear of the Lord. Um, I believe strongly that, you know, even as God, as because one of the things that comes to mind as God breaks promises about, about a couple of things that he intends to do in, in, in the church or in the lives of people or what God is saying I want to do in this particular year, it is important that we also, we, God help, God gives guidance in terms of what I want you to deal or talk about enlightening people on. And as we, as, as so that so that we can make the best of the year. God bless us all in the name of Jesus Amen. Christ. So as we, as we go on, I just want to point out something to us. As we look at this, you know, I will, we'll probably get into some tough conversations where we'll talk about um, in the later weeks where we talk about even more details about honor and things like that. Mm -hmm. but, but when you begin to understand how, you know, uh, one of the things like, for example, in this country, there are certain, no matter how what you call freedom of movement, there are certain places you cannot, your plane cannot fly past. There, are, there, are, there are no flight zone in this area, in, the, in this country. No matter how your plane is, you cannot fly past the parliament. You will never see a plane flying past the parliament. It's impossible. Because pilots know you don't pass those areas. You cannot fly your plane past Buckingham Palace. But in our house, you always see plane going back and forth. Because there are certain areas and certain things you do not do. So, so when you you know you you cannot be you you cannot be excited now as excited as you may be to turn up at Buckingham Palace and to. To uh, you know, to do to to just you know because of the reverence for that place, the reverence for that place, and as we begin to look at it, can I? This is like, you know. Amen. So it's not commentary, but Amen. God help us in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, the Bible says here. The Bible says that when when the Sabbath came. He began to teach in the synagogue, and many heard him. And and they began to ask, "What kind of wisdom is this?" You know, looking at the wisdom that by which he's coming from. And the Bible says that is they verse three began to say, "They say, he said, is this not the carpenter? Is this not the son of Mary, the brother of of James, Judah, and and Simon?" Uh, aren't his sister here with us? So Jesus had younger brothers and younger sisters. After he was born, there were people who were born after him. So Mary did not just give back to Jesus. Just let us know. So, so you would see later on that, that the Bible says that they took offense at him. So they had an opinion about Jesus. You know, this, is this not... See, they saw the miracles he was doing. Yet, they, 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 they still felt, you know, He's still one of those boys that we see along the streets. Thank you. He's still one of those boys that we see along the streets. And, and when... Uh, let's go to the next verse, please. Oh. So the Bible says... Um, no, I think... The Bible, the Bible says, Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own home, among his relatives and his own people. And... 
He could not do many miracles there except he lays his hand on a few sick people to heal them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. Now, what we're talking about here is that the Bible says that it's not that Jesus was not willing to do miracles, but the Bible says he could only do limited things in their midst. Why? Because the way they honored him limited how much God can do. So what are we talking about here is that as we go into this new year, it's important that we do not limit God. Not that God is not interested in doing certain things, but there are, there are ways by which... So what Jesus was able to do, the Bible says he could not do many miracles there, except a few healing here and there, and because of their lack of faith, what induced their lack of faith? Jesus said, lack of honor. It was lack of honor, that's all it was. And the Bible now said, for those who honored him, who knew who he was, the Bible says that calling the twelve, he began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over in, in pure spirits. So what happened to everybody that was there? If you go to the verse 2, please, just quickly. The Bible says that when Sabbath had come, he began to teach at synagogue. Many who had him were amazed. So that means that people may turn up in church. People may gather before Jesus. But the problem is that your perception of him will determine how far it can go with you. Does that make sense? So God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, as we look at honor, I just because we, we will talk more about this as we go on, is that uh, in, in the later weeks, is that some people will say that I don't honor human beings, I honor God. That is not scriptures. You cannot see God. You will see human beings that he has placed in your life. Let's look at the scripture, please. The Bible says, anyone who welcomes you welcomes me. So he was talking to his disciples. He said, this is how people would honor me. Once they give regard to you that I am sending in my name, then they have regard for you. He now said, whoever, whoever welcomes or honors the one that I, sorry, whoever welcomes me, welcomes me, welcomes the one who sent me. So what he's saying is that if you honor who God has sent to sent your way, you honor you honor Christ. Christ. And if you honor Christ, you honor God. So that means that it, it follows that pattern. I cannot now say that, you know, I don't care. You know, I, it doesn't bother me. You know, I, 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 am, I am going directly to God to honor him. God is saying, no, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Now, he now said, Jesus now went further. He said, whoever welcomes a prophet, 
as a prophet receives receives the prophet's reward. Please note, here he's not particularly talking about prophet as an office. Because he was talking to Jews. So the authorities over there are prophets in those days. So the religious bodies were headed by prophets. So what he was saying here is that if you honor those who are above you, you will receive their reward. Does that make sense? He now went on and said, he who welcomes a righteous person as a righteous person will be Will, uh, will receive the word of righteousness. What does who is this set of your colleagues? Because the people he's talking to, they refer to them as righteous, or they see themselves as, as righteous. No, so he's not saying if you honor, there is a level of honor you give those above you. You receive honor in that level. There are people that you res, you you if you honor people your peers, you will receive that same honor. He now went further and said, if any of you gives cup of, of water to one of these little ones. So what Jesus was saying is that when you are teaching honor, you honor people above you, you honor your peers, and you honor people below you. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's why when he was saying, and he said, when he started, he said, no, before you think this is what I'm talking to you, is not spiritual. So if you honor those above you, you honor your peers, you honor people below you. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, as we begin to, to, to begin to move and understand honor as Christ teaches it, as, our, as the Bible explains to us, you know, um, I'm just going to read, you know, there is a scripture, um, Isaiah chapter 29. Isaiah 29, we're, we're coming closer to discussing the issue around fear. The Bible says that, the, the, and Jesus also quoted this scripture, but I just went to where Jesus quoted it from, which is Isaiah. He said, these people come near me with their mouth, they honor me with their lips, but, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship, and I, I like this for a reason, their worship is based on human rules. So it did not say they are not honoring him. But he's saying that honor has nothing to do with the position of their heart. So he's not talking to people who are not believers. He's talking to people who are, because people who are not believers. In the days of Jesus, Romans do not honor Christ. So when he was talking to him, he was saying that people who call themselves Christians, would they honor me with their mouths? But when, it, when I look at their hearts, it is far away from me. You know, at times, people sing a lot of worship song, and you know, it is the beat that is... You know, they, are, they must well be in a, in, uh, in, in a clubhouse or something. Do you get on time? So, the Bible says, it says, their worship, worship of me is fine with it. Now, let's look at this same scripture in a different translation. Let's go with it. The KJV now says that he said he said their honor of me so, and they honor me with their lips. They have removed their heart far from me. He now used the word. He said 
their fear towards me. So he was talking about your honor of God is, is directly linked to how you fear him. If you have no fear for God, the way you will honor him will not, will not make sense. Does that make sense to us? Let's look at the Amplified Translation quickly. Just. It says, there are reverence for me. There are reverence for me. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus. So, if we were going to follow that pattern, you will see that Jesus could not do much because they did not give him the, 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 uh, the honor that he deserved. Why were they not able to give him the honor that he deserved? They did not fear him. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's go to Psalm 89, verse 7. We'll just read, go to the next slide. It's, it's just, I take it the Bible says, God is, is, God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints. The Bible says, God is to be feared. Not among people of the world. He said, in his people that call themselves people who serve him, must, must have a fear for him. Must hold him in reverence. Now, before we go a bit further, is that I want you to know that fear that the Bible talks about is not being scared. We are not talking about the fear of, you know, you know, it's not, it's not living in. Uh, let's go. Let's see how uh, Moses explained it. Exodus. Now, God was speaking to people and was trembling, and they began to say, you know, uh, they told Moses, just you know, you go and stay with him. We, we don't want to come near God, or else we will die. But Moses said, "Do not fear, for God has come to test you." that his fear may be before you so that you will not sin. Please, does this not sound contradictory? He's saying don't fear. He said, but God wants to put his fear inside of you. Because this fear is getting scared. This fear is reverence. Do you get what I'm saying? It's not... It's not, ah, if I don't do this, God will kill me today. No, 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 that's not it. It is, you know, I saw a picture of, of the Queen of England and Prince Philip when he was alive. And the Queen of England was walking down and Prince Philip was dressed as one of the um, royal guards. And when she passed by, he had to stand and bow to respect her. Does that mean that they are not in love? But he has to revere. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So, you see, the fear of when a Christian gets to a point of fear, it is the fear of God, of you losing your relationship with God. That is fear that a Christian has. 
you cannot, you know, if you are, if you are madly in love with somebody, the thought of not seeing death in one day at times brings fear inside of you. That is what happened to Jesus on the cross. When the Bible talks about that, when it was the issue about his death, that was the first time Jesus was going to be separated from the Father. That's why he said, um, uh, is it, I've forgotten how the, the Aramic word is, but he said, Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? Because at that point in time, as far as Jesus is concerned, <laughs> The greatest pain was about to go through was the fact that he was separated from the love of the Father. Hebrews, let's go to Hebrews, please. Hebrews says, during the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered prayers and petition with reverend, with, 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 with fervent cries and tears to the one who is able to save him from death. And he was hard because of his reverent submission. That means his fearful submission to God. So when Jesus was on the cross, one of the greatest challenge was that, you know, I, my fear of him, the more you understand God, the more you would fear him. But that fear is not the fear of he's going to kill me. Does that make sense to us? Yeah. God grant us grace in the name of yeah. Jesus Christ. Now, one of the things is that why God allows, why it is important that you fear God is that you cannot receive much from Him except you fear Him. It is out of His love that it pushes you afar if he sees that your fear is not in him. It is as if you want to look at the sun without putting on your glasses or your, you know, your sunshade, and you want to look straight into the sun. You see, you will look like Trump. Anybody saw that? <laughs> that, that everybody was using, they were looking at the um, eclipse and things like that. Everybody was using, you just went this way. <laughs> so, in order to protect you and so that you can enjoy his righteousness, you, in his fear, is extremely important. So, it is out of love. There are certain things that you can never experience in the presence of God except you learn to fear him. Except you learn to fear him. So, and one of the things you would see is that is that is that when you look at Moses, for example, Moses and the children of Israel, there was something that was. That was we, we, we read it earlier. Moses was saying, No, don't he wants to put his fear inside of you, 
But the children of Israel said, no, we, we are not interested in that. We want, we want to worship God, but we don't want to worship him in this kind of, um, in this kind of stressed environment. And the Bible later says that Moses became the friend of God. Exodus 33 verse 11. The Bible says the Lord, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Why is this possible? Why is this possible? Is that, is that the Bible says that God would only, you know, um, God keeps, he said, that was about that God would show his counsel for those who fear him. For those who fear him. There was a difference between the relationship of, of, of Moses and God and children of Israel. Let's come on to the next one. It says, it says, he made his ways known to Moses and his deeds to the children of Israel. So Moses understood God more. They were just following miracles. But when you look at, at the end of the day, the, the person that enjoyed access to God was the one that feared him. The other ones, they were coming to church. And God was doing minor, minor miracles and all those kind of things. They were excited. And, and that is the difference between Moses and the children of Israel. So just, I know it might be a bit, um, let's, okay, let's, let me just leave it at that as we move forward quickly because of our time. Is that one thing that happens is that, is that you have access, and I will come to that even, more, even much more better, you have access. Now, I want you to know that even though God wants you to draw closer to him, his heart is desiring that he wants to have a, fe a deep fellowship with you. It is still your responsibility to take the first step. Let's go to James, please. James chapter 8. The Bible says, come closer to God and he will come closer to you. He did not say God will come closer first. He said, no, you have to make efforts to begin to move closer to him. Then he will move closer to you. The earlier scriptures in that, just go to the next service. The earlier in John, the Bible says, do you think the scriptures have no meaning? They say, God, God is passionate that the, that the spirit he has placed within you should be faithful to him. So, God has a passion in his heart that he wants you to have the best of him. But the responsibility falls with you. It is not enough to say that God desires to want to, to have fellowship with me. That is great. But even at a deeper level, God expects you to begin to take certain steps towards it. Does that make sense? You know, people say, I, I never experienced God. No, you need to start to take personal steps, or else it doesn't happen that way. See, this is how God works. He's like a child and a father. I don't know if you have seen that same kind of scenario before. When the baby, when, when the boy is chasing his father around the garden, he will get to a point the father now will begin to chase that baby. And that is God. When you move closer and closer, 
then he will move so close to you. That is the scriptures. Move closer to him and he will move closer to you. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. So as we begin to look at two major things as we come to this place of serving God in fear or serving in the fear of the Lord. You know, Jesus was introducing to us. He said, when he said, how do you access the Father? He said, or when you pray, he said, pray in this manner. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. See, what hallowed means, honor is your name. Basically, what God is saying is that when you step before him, you should come in reference that you are standing before the king of kings. That's what Jesus was saying. When he said, so basically he's saying, you know, when you, before you start to pray, your first point is that you should first of all look at the person, the, the, the privilege of appearing before him. So when, that's why when he was saying, and when you read some translation like the ENT of Matthew chapter, uh, chapter 6, the ENT version puts it well. He says, he says, he says so when you pray, he our Father who is in heaven, be your name be honored. Some fashions will say, hallowed be your name. So what he's saying is that, is that when, is that, is that as you approach God, the first thing God demands of you is the fear of him. Is the fear of him. And you would see that when people approach God, and this is one thing I want to talk about as we move on, is, is honoring God's presence in the place. See, the Bible says, in all your ways, acknowledge him. What does that mean? You revere him. You, you acknowledge that he's, he's, you know, he's, he's around you. Now, one of the things you see in scriptures is the death of the sons of Aaron who had access to the tabernacle or to the, to, to, to the in, uh, holies of holies to be able to present sacrifice or to, to set the... Um, and they brought what the Bible calls a profane fire before God. Basically, they just did... Now, see, I'm not talking about... Please don't, I'm not talking about maybe you are still developing or you are... You are, um, I like you know, you are, you are still learning, or you do certain things that are wrong. That's not what I'm talking about. But when you, when you begin to deliberately, no, we say it doesn't really matter what, what 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 does that count in the house of God. Then you are looking for trouble. I am not talking about. A very sad event happened once. We were doing, we were in church. Now, it is not compulsory. You get to some churches, they don't take off shoes. It is not a sin. It is just the way we worship. 
Do you get what I'm trying to say? God doesn't make another church less. Or do you get what I'm trying to say? So that day, we were doing service in Nigeria. A man who was a CEO of a bank, one of the very top, um, I don't know if they see you, but at the very top shelf. He came to church that day. He's, the wardens told him, please, can you take off your shoes? He said no. It wasn't that he did not know because his wife and his, um, uh, his, his wife's family were attending the white garment, so they know what the, what the rules are. So it's not, it's, not that it, it's not that he's new. But he walked into the church that day, and the wardens were having a conversation with him back and forth. But we saying, no, all these kind of things, you know, and he, he began to, they began to have, um, they began to have, have conversations. Oh, sorry, I thought it was Amen. Sorry, I thought it was him. They began to have conversations with him. But because um, somebody was in trance, you know, they took him outside. He was like, do you know who I am? Things like that. So there was somebody in trance that God was speaking to someone in the front, and God just said, Let that man come in. And he told the talk leader, I said, Leave him alone. I will show him why I'm God. And the man came in and he sat down with his shoes, and I can remember that day, and things like that. And there was nothing. He went home. Everything was good. I don't know, maybe about, can't remember, a couple of years later, Abacha was the president then. They now arrested most of all these bank CEOs. I saw someone saying, he packed his Lexus in a house because he was trying to hide his property. This man, by the time Abata was going to finish with them in prison, he was locked up. He was mercy of God. That man, the day I saw him, the when he left prison, the first place he was coming was the church. He came that day without shoes. That was very good shoes to take off. This man, as worthy as he was, because he was worse then, as worthy as it was, he was rolling on the floor. There was no service. Nobody. We came to know and said, who is this person? You see, it is better you know God this way and you honor him. It was it that there were people who wear shoes into churches into the church and they don't know they're like oh no i don't really feel i am still not comfortable with it i tell them to wait to go ahead god is not but this one he knew and he had the audacity to say do you know who i am and god said without nobody knowing god said don't worry i know who he is he doesn't know who i am so i need to introduce myself It is important that whenever you come into the house of God, please let be disciplined. 
honor the place. We are having the that's how I just smile when the bodies were talking to me this morning, things like that. They say, sit here. By the mercies of God, sit there. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. So the Bible says, let's go to let's go to please. The Bible says Aaron's son, I, I think that they brought fire and thing, and, and uh, the, the Bible says, but the fire was not holy because the Lord had not commanded it to be presented. So basically, it wasn't that what they were doing was, it was that they thought that, you know, we can do this anyway, it's not a problem. And the Bible said, suddenly God sent a fire and brought them to death. There in the presence of the Lord. Let's go on, please. Moses said to Aaron, this is what the Lord says. This is what the Lord was speaking about when he said, all who serve me must respect my holiness. They must have regard for me. If you would serve me, you need to have regard for me. And, like I said, that's why I used the incident about the water. I said, you know, the man was that. You know, I've had, I've had very weird experiences like that. There was a, 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 there was a particular church, a particular church. God said, no, people don't, we don't know, people just, and that's why you need to be careful. See, when you live, especially in a place where you gather to call on the name of God, when, even though you all live, is there. Even it could be your own room, and you read your Bible, you do, when you do certain things in that space, he's aware, because his presence gathers around that place. So, this person was, so I think, God just gave a warning in church, in that church, that Nobody should walk past the church half naked. What was happening was that there was a bedroom at the other side. So the church was in the middle. It was only, you know, for those who are not in Nigeria, some Nigerian wonderful houses that you see. That, you know, it is, um, so let's say this is the church. The bedroom is at that place. The houses, the room are at the other side. So, what these people were doing was that when they take their bath, they would just walk through the church into their house and go and change. Nobody knew. But on the Sunday, God said, tell everybody that I forbid people walking through the church. It was not because they were half naked. That was not the issue. The issue was that it was the disrespect they were having for This day, this brother I just finished bath was wearing his uh, you know, short knickers, like short knickers, and put his toe on the neck. As he entered the church, Jesus Christ, nobody knew where the beating came from. He screamed outside and ran through the other side of the building. You know, you know, see, it was it was a shout that called everybody there. God said, I warned you. It is this 
disrespect. And see, at times one of the challenges we have is that because we do not see him, people feel that I can disrespect him anyway. That's why God will say, what you are giving to me, can you do that at your workplace? Some people, what they are doing in church, they can never do that at your workplace. Why? Because they, they are getting paid for it. And that was what God was dealing with here. He said, anybody who chooses to serve me must respect him. Please note that what they did, they were not talking to God. They were doing something, but in his presence. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says, it says, but Aaron remained silent. Because that's what people say. Sadly, his two sons died in a day. There was another part when God told Aaron, um, when, God, when God told Aaron. Aaron, see, this thing was not only Aaron's children. Aaron was in that habit. There's another scripture that you see that Aaron had that habit because the Bible says God told Moses, tell your brother, that's what God said, tell your brother not to stop appearing before me anyhow. What was happening was there was a place, a temple, the holies of holies. But because God was not there, or because when God descended, you will see fire in that place. So when Aaron did not see fire, Aaron would go in, thinking God is not there, God has left. So, and God now said, tell Aaron, he should stop appearing, he should stop walking in and out of the, of, of the tabernacle like that. It was that habit that his children probably thought. Mm -hmm. So, you know, daddy does it anyway. You know, daddy doesn't, daddy doesn't really care about it. You know, those things doesn't really matter. That was why Aaron did not have anything that required. Because he knows he has been warned before. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Like we say, it is not to scare people. It is at times God just saying, if you are not going to honor me the way I want you to honor me, then you must well stay back. That does not mean you are not his child. It just means that he knows that you are not prepared. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. And you would see that even in the New Testament, when Ananias and Sapphira, when they went to sell something to give to the, to the house, and they lied, who do you think Ananias and Sapphira thought they were lying to? Peter. In fact, I believe Peter was not aware of what God was about to do. Is so it is like me, somebody saying, do this. I say, no, no, wait, you can't tell me to do something. That person will be like, ah, well, okay. But God said, excuse me, did I hear something? So you saw here that like, um, um, Acts chapter 5, just quickly. So you will see that now, after God struck both of them, the Bible says great fear and all gripped the whole church and all those who heard about this. 
The Bible says the apostles to the hands of the, 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 the at, at the hands of the apostles many signs and wonders, um, wonders attesting miracles were continued to take place among the people. And by common consent, they all met together at the temple at at Solomon's porch. Now, if you notice the trajectory, God struck fear. Grip the heart of people, miracles become to increase. Because then God can walk in into that place. Right? Because fear is already settled. And for before you begin, before we think that ah, that thing is bad, is is so let's go on, please. The Bible says, but none of the rest of the people, unbelievers, dared to associate themselves with them. However, people held them in high esteem and were speaking highly of them. More and more believers in the Lord, crowds of men and women were constantly increasing in the church. You would think that the fear of God will cause people to run. But actually, the fear of God draws people to him. But when people are drawn to him, they do not just come and say, I'm going to do what I wish. At times what the body of Christ has done is that we've, 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 we've reduced the fear of God and we are bringing people in, but none of them has fear. And they do not regard anything that you talk about. As far as they are concerned, it is a family gathering, it is entertainment you are doing there. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Just a scenario of two people, because of that, and just a scenario of one, one, um, one scenario, two people. Abraham, on that person that God called his friend, Abraham and Lot. God said to Abraham, Take your child, sacrifice him for you. And the Bible says, Genesis, this is Genesis, please. The Bible, Genesis, the Bible says, then he reached, um, no, uh, go to the previous one, you don't have, uh, yeah. The Bible says that, the, then the Lord said, take your son, your holy son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah and sacrifice, uh, sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on the mountain of I will show you. Early the next morning. Now, when a man fears God, when God says, do this, they don't, if, if they are saying, God has been talking to me, but you know, I and God, we are still like, we are still, we are still not sure how, how this is going to go. You don't have fear. That's what it means. You don't fear him. If you fear him, when he says, do this, the next morning, you will do it. And you will begin to see when the, when, when the result of, 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 um, of, of um, Abraham comes out. Now, please note that God did not tell him his reward. So, if you are still at the part of, uh, okay, God said I should do this, but I am not clear what God wants me to benefit out of it. You don't fear the fear of God does not follow, this is what God will do for me if I do this. No, that is not his way. 
The fear of God is God said I do this the next morning. I'm out there. So the Bible says Abraham got up and loaded his, his, his donkey and he took two of his servants and his son Isaac and uh, sorry, when when he had he had cut through the wood, uh, he, he, he had cut wood and bought off it, he set out for the place that God had told him. On the third day, Abraham looked up and he saw the place in a distance. What does this mean? God gave him three days' journey. Why? So that he will see if he's going to change his mind. So, it's not because I know, keep going. I will see that because day one, you might be so excited. And God said, Look, by the time it gets to day three, the penny will have dropped. And I will say, You know what? Let's go back. Let's go to, let's go to verse 10. The Bible, uh, yeah, the Bible says, Then he reached his hand and wanted to kill the son. But the angel, the angel of the Lord, called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. Here I am, he replied. Do not, do not lay, uh, do not lay a hand on the boy. He said, "Do not do anything to him." Now I know that you fear God, because you have not withheld your, your your son. Basically, because you have obeyed. The only way God knows you fear Him is when you obey. Fear God, fearing God is not a desire. It is not the willingness to do something. It is when you obey. James says it in this, in this interesting way. Let's go with this. James, just go to James. The Bible says, no. Okay, the Bible. Well, um, okay. Okay, the Bible says, some of you say you, you, you have faith. This is that provide, so it's, it's a bit expanded. He said, some of you say you have faith. He said, he said, he said I have, and I have good works. He said, he, he said, show me your alleged faith without works, and I, and I will show you my faith. What he's saying is that if you say you believe something and you are not living that life, it doesn't exist. That's what he's saying. So, let's come on, please. He says, you, you believe that God is one. You have done well to believe that. So basically, I, I believe in God. I believe in God. I believe Jesus is Lord. He said, it's not a problem. Well done. So he's saying, demons also believe it. So the fact that you are saying Jesus is Lord, demons believe that Jesus is Lord. That's what the Bible says. They believe it. They do not only believe the Lord. They believe it and they shake when they hear the name of Jesus. But what do they not do? They don't obey. They still don't do what God wants, what is right. So, because you're a Christian and you believe in God, or, or they're doing worship, and you are so and you are so moved, and you are so excited, and things like that, and you end up not doing, not changing your life. As far as the Bible is concerned, you're not different from... I didn't say that. That's what the Bible is saying. So, certain things that people are so excited about, the Bible says, ah, I believe in Jesus. You put sticker on your car. I'm, I am a child of God. You know, when Jesus was alive, demons were the one saying, "This is the Son of God." So the fact that you can identify Jesus as Son of God is not, is not as far as God is concerned. It doesn't mean it's, it's okay. 
That's the start. But what are you, how are you going to prove your faith? That's what I'm going to say. So, and, 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 and that's what we are talking about, is that, you know, Abraham did not only hear God. He obeyed. That was what made him different from a demon. I'm not saying he's a demon. But I'm trying to say that the only thing that made differentiate Abraham from a demon is that Abraham obeyed and he followed through. And do you know the other person that did not follow through? Obey. Lot. But what the Bible called him? Second Peter, please. The Bible says, I said the Bible says, and if he rescued Lot, a righteous man, why? Why the Bible call him righteous? He's a Christian. So we are not talking about are you a Christian or not. And we are saying that in your work as a Christian, do you fear God? Because Lot was also a Christian, a righteous man. But his Christianity is he, he's okay with the world, he enjoys everything, you know, there's no, there's no problem. But there is no fear in him. And do you know what will always happen? The one that fears God will always be the one that will rescue. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Just the last couple of things as, as we come in is just for us to know that, you know, and that's what I said in, 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 in uh, Psalm 25, verse 14. The Bible says, God confines. And that's what happened to Abraham. God confines in those that fear him. Psalm 25, 14. God confines in those who fear him. In those who fear him. That means he shares his secrets with them. The question I'm going to leave us with as we come to the place of prayer is that are you at the position, I know you are a child of God, but are you at the position of a slave or a friend? And that's what Jesus said when he told his disciples in, in, in John chapter 15, verse 15. He said, I no longer call you slaves. So that means at a point in time, they were slaves. He said, but I call you, because a master does not confine in a slave, now you are friends. Since I have told you everything, Abraham was called the friend of God because he feared. I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. Have you heard that song before? He calls me friend. And God is saying, Gabriel, which, which, this one is a friend. <laughs> oh, Michael, what's going on down there? <laughs> so, Jesus is saying, no, you have been my disciples. No doubt about it. But at the time, you were a slave to me. But as you began to learn to fear me, you came to the level of being the friend. Galatians says to us, the Galatians says, he said, he said, think of it this way. A father dies and leaves inheritance for his young children. Those children are not much better off than slaves. It's not that they are not children, but they're not much better off than slaves until they grow up. Even though they actually own everything their father had. 
So God is limited in how much he can relate to you. Except you begin to start to learn to fear. And one of the things is that fear of God even starts from when we communicate together. The God grants us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. So as we come to the place of prayer, you know, the Bible says Jesus, people say, but we're supposed to do healing. The Bible says Jesus could not do much because people could not hear him. So as we come to the place of prayer together, I don't know, you know, maybe your journey with God. You know that, you know, you are a friend of God, or you say that you're a friend of God, but the category of God is not that he doesn't do miracles in your life, he does. But what he's saying is that you can come higher to the level of being a friend. When my relationship with you is not based on what I will do for you, but you obeying what I say to you. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus. Let us rest. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.